G'day and welcome to the Drive Able podcast. My name is Brad Williams and normally on this podcast we have Ali Akbarium, but unfortunately he can't join us today. Uh, so I'm going this alone, but that's going to be okay because today we are talking about raising funds for vehicles for people that can't afford it to have modifications installed. We're going to be talking with Peter White, who is the founder of the Make Me Mobile charity. The Make Me Mobile charity has a vision to raise money so they can fund wheelchair accessible vehicles for NDIS clients in Australia that need one but don't have the financial resources to purchase their own vehicle. So I can't wait to get stuck into this talk uh, and it's a big issue that's happening uh, around the place where people need a vehicle but they can't afford the base vehicle to put the modifications in. So we think this is a great initiative uh, because the NDIS have these strong parameters and guidelines uh, to meet vehicle mods uh, and funding those and not everybody can afford those cars. So let's get this interview underway and we'll find out more about the Make Me Mobile charity. Welcome to the Drive Able podcast, where each episode you get to listen to two of Australia's leading professionals in the area of driving and community mobility for people with disabilities. In each episode, they interview drivers, carers, and industry experts and share the insider's guide to driving with a disability. Here are your hosts, Brad and Ollie. G'day everyone, I'm really excited to get into today's interview, but before we get started, we just want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors who make this show possible, Mobility Engineering and Williams OT. This show takes a lot of time and a lot of money to put together, and we just want to say a massive thanks to our sponsors for helping you bring this podcast to you today. And today, we've got Peter, uh, not Lachlan, if you're watching this on YouTube, we've got Peter White joining us. Uh, g'day, Peter. How are you going? I'm good, thanks. That's excellent. Uh, can we start by asking you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background and a bit about the Make Me Mobile charity and your role within within the charity? Yeah. So um, I'm a um, I'm a married parent um, of two children. Um, my wife's name is Anita. Um, I've got a son who's 23 and a daughter who's 19. Mm-hmm. And when um, when Lockon was about five, he was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that sort of um, really tore our hearts out because we sort of had an idea of what what the disease was and and what what it would mean but for our for our listeners can you encapsulate it real quickly for us what's what's the shen muscular dystrophy is a neurological uh, disease that um basically it yeah um, all your muscles uh you know when you go to the gym mm-hmm. how um the day after you're very sore yeah um that that's your body repairing the muscles um muscular dystrophy um the they don't have um dystrophin in the um in their genetic makeup mm-hmm. so the muscles can't repair so they just um turn all that damaged tissue into scar tissue which um eventually makes the muscles stop moving okay so so how old was he when when you got diagnosed with that and how long ago was that he was only five okay and how old is he now he's 23 now yeah yep so you've been living this uh, for quite a while yeah yeah. um what what's how has that led to where we are now so um the reason I set up the charity was because I know from personal experience what we've had to go through to um, 
try and transport Lachlan. Mm-hmm. And um, I really feel for those parents out in the community who haven't got the financial capability of of buying one of these wheelchair vans mm-hmm. um, to transport their loved one because um, it makes a huge difference in, a, in their lives to have access to that vehicle and just know it's in the driveway and we can just hop in it and go go wherever, um, out for tea, um, down to the shops, mm-hmm. uh, on holidays or, yeah, whatever. The world's opened up to you a lot more when you've got your own vehicle sitting yeah. waiting for it to be used, just like, just like any other family would have, yeah? Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about the charity then. So what's so what have tell us more about the charity and and how it's got to this point and and how old's the charity and 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 give us more background about the Make Me Mobile charity that you've got going. Uh basically it starts off. Um, I had a stroke last year at Easter. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting around home recovering from that stroke and uh, talking to my family. And my daughter says to me, we should start a charity, Dad. And I said, I always, for years, I've wanted to set up a charity that could raise these the funds for these vans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could never work out... How you know it's massive amount of money. How how are we going to raise that sort of money? And she says to me, "You should use TikTok, Dad, um, and YouTube." Um, she says, "People do stupid videos and raise millions for themselves. Mm-hmm. Why can't we use those videos? Um, use the same platform and um, uh, make videos of." families and what their troubles are or or, or what they've achieved mm-hmm. uh, with all the odds against them and and um, the money raised would go to um, supplying vans for the families. Wow so uh, fantastic so uh, is she your TikTok editor is she does she do all the, uh, the uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no you do it all yourself yeah um we're we're working on um we haven't really started making videos but i made i've made a few myself um for that's how i got to that's how i got to see what you were doing in a website yeah it it blew me away with what i saw on uh on uh i saw it on facebook and then i saw some things on uh on youtube and i had to i had to reach out and and get in touch um People are going to ask why you're doing this when NDIS is around nowadays. Now, for your son Lockdown, <clears> I'm assuming that NDIS wasn't around when he was when he was no. five, when it got diagnosed. Um, why? How does this work with the NDIS? We um, we actually moved to Albury from Queensland, mm-hmm. and there was no NDIS up there when we when we left. Mm-hmm. It's probably up there now, but. Um, the NDIS has been great for Lachlan. They've um, provided him with a uh, $50,000 wheelchair, um, heaps of supports down here. Um, but <clears throat> unfortunately, the NDIS can't do everything. Mm. And they they will supply uh, the funding uh, for a... The, for the modification of the van, but they won't do anything to help the families buy the van. So I, I chose I chose this picture behind me. If you're watching this one on YouTube, um, there's a picture. Uh, if you're not, I'll explain it to you. Uh, I've got a, a background picture behind me of uh, one of our clients. Uh, she's got a very expensive wheelchair and uh, she's got a van. And it's got a turnout seat to allow her to transfer into the passenger seat. And then the, and then the carer puts the wheelchair in the back of the car. 
what you're saying there, uh, Peter, is that NDIS will fund uh, the wheelchair that's yep. that's pictured behind me. They'll also picture. Uh, they'll also fund things like a turnout seat or the modifications yep. to the van. Yeah. But as pictured behind me, uh, the client themselves or the family has to purchase the van. And and just to give a bit of context, this person behind me, she can't go in a standard car. It has to be a van because of nice. the size of the nice. wheelchair and because of that turnout seat and the room required for that turnout seat to, to come out through the door. So um, she's got no option but to, to have a van as her mode of transport. So uh, um, uh, the the vans are more expensive than than cars, aren't they? You can't just buy yeah. a little a little beat up hatchback. Uh, you could, you have to buy something that's a bit more significant. No, and the uh, reason we're um, pushing uh, to supply the Kia is the is the Kia. Um, it rides really nicely. Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, important for a client like Lachlan, Lachlan um, where they're losing their muscle strength and, and you know, their head bobbing and uh, bumping around. You mm -hmm. need a, a smooth ride. Um, we've, we've had a Toyota commuter bus for the last 11 years. And uh, we've done a few trips to Queensland. Yeah. Since um, and the roads are shocking, and yeah. in the in that van because because the van's made to carry like fourteen people or something. Yep. And we've only got four in it. Yep. It, it's very bumpy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a commercial vehicle. That's and that's the other thing that um we work around a lot in this industry is that it is you're quite often going into a commercial vehicle, so it's designed yeah. to take over a ton in the back. Yeah. Um, so even a little uh, Volkswagen Caddy is designed to take a payload in the back of it. So they do have tight suspension uh, to be able to take the increased weight um, in the backs of these vans. But you're right, the Kia, the Kia Carnival, as an example, uh, has a softer ride for, for family comfort. So it yeah. makes a massive difference. And it's, uh, um, I think they're an, an eight-seater. Mm -hmm. um, and they take out the back row of seats to put the wheelchair in and they put a trench in the floor. And, yeah, it's, it, that, and Freedom Motors do a, a, a absolutely a splendid job of making, making the van like a normal car. Uh, might not seem important to um, everyone, but when you see when you see a wheelchair van um, traveling down the highway, and and you can notice that it's fitted out for a wheelchair, mm -hmm. at um, and you see uh, another one, you can't tell that it's um, fitted out for a wheelchair. That that means something to me, to to um to our family, um with um special needs because everywhere else you go you stand out. Yeah. Um, you don't don't want to stand out all the time. You just want to be normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 I. Yeah. I I hear that regularly. Um and. Driving is one of those places where you can hide the disability and still participate in uh, in the community uh, quite yeah. often because you've got this um, thing around you to to mask mask the disabilities. And if you, mm. if you can mask that really well with a well fitted out car that doesn't look like it has got ramps and accesses and yeah. all that kind of things in it then uh then you can fit within society without all those stigmas attached uh yeah. a little bit more easy as as much as we're trying to change the stigmas attached with disability um we know that they still exist at the moment so yeah, yeah. um yeah no it's they do a great job and a shout out to freedom motors 
uh, in Sydney there. Uh, there's a couple of other um, organisations around Australia as well. But, yeah, no, they do a great job there at, at Freedom for sure. Mm. Um, so with the NDIS, you have to buy your own vehicle. They also put out a few uh, provisos when they, when they consider funding modifications for a van. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about that or would you like me to talk about some of those NDIS guidelines for, for actual vehicles? Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm aware of them because um, we've just gone through the process of applying for, uh, we, Lockie actually got um, his NDIS funding for the wheelchair van modification in 2019. Mm-hmm. And because of COVID and um, businesses trying to get back on track, um, it's taken till now mm-hmm. um, to uh, get back in the system. Yeah. So we've actually got our van coming in um, January, I think, yep. for Lachlan's modification. So, so I'm aware from our experience, but I'm I, I'm not really. Um, uh fully up to date with all the NDIS requirements. Um I think from uh what I've um from I've got friends who are in the professional industry like mm-hmm. um like uh an IT and a um Lockie's care manager and they, they sort of keep me up to date with um what what will affect our charity so yeah um, so vans themselves when they consider significant amounts of funding like lowering floors and putting in that trench and putting in additional seat belts and putting in tie downs for wheelchairs and all those type of things we're talking 30,000 plus and it goes yeah, up yeah. from there significantly yeah. depending on need um so they want to have a vehicle that is roadworthy according to their standards and going to yeah. last five, eight, ten years, depending on how much yeah. needs to be spent. So their NDIS have guidelines, and they include having a vehicle that is less than five years of age um, and hopefully has a bit of a warranty as a first tick. And then after that, there's a lot of uh, protocols that have to be met if the vehicle's older than that. So really, when we're talking about these really high expensive modifications to a van, the NDIS prefer to have a new or very near new vehicle to make yeah. sure that it's good value for money. Yeah. So, and that gets expensive, doesn't it? So yeah, how, yeah. how much, do you know how much a, a standard Kia Carnival costs? A standard Kia, I think we can get into a Kia. We've allowed a little bit extra, but I think, um, we can um, supply a Kia for about fifty-five thousand. Yeah. So um, when you put a thirty-five thousand uh, dollar modification on the van, as you said, um, you want it to be reliable, and you don't want to want the client. I had a bit of experience with this myself. We um, I had to take Lachlan to Melbourne to an appointment with his uh, neurologist and I um we just have the had the van looked at by a Toyota and um I just left Albury and was flying down the highway and I pulled out and um overtaken a B double truck on the freeway and um then all of a sudden there's a big boof under my seat and I lost all power, mm. um, so I was I had to pull over to the side, and um, then I had to um, ring someone to come and get us, and and my dilemma was if it was just me, I could walk or hitch a ride or you know, um, but because I had a wheelchair in the van in the van. I had to find some way of getting Lachlan back. Mm. And um Toyota were very good to us. They um they they the same same person owns Toyota owns um 
a hire company in in Albury. All right. And um, so they they sent out a tilt tray with a mobility van on the back. Right. Um. So we could we could just transfer Lockie. Mm-hmm. Um. And we could go. We could keep going to Melbourne, but by that time, I I reckoned we were too late for our appointment, so we just headed home. But you you can imagine from a um a client's point of view if they just spend all this money on a van um to modify it and they they're flying down the highway, they're out in the middle of nowhere and it breaks down on them. Yeah. How are they gonna get home? It's a it's a very good point that you make and a lot of people uh overlook about overlook those further details you know, thinking beyond the immediate breakdown. If you're on the highway yeah. in between major country towns, then yeah, you're right. You could you could jump in the back of any car that's going past if you don't have a wheelchair. But if you've got yeah. a, a high needs wheelchair, uh, how are you going to how are you going to get places? And mm. uh, that would be a very expensive access cab uh, maxi taxi <laughs> ride if you're be, out yeah. in the middle of there. So uh, it looks like you got out of a, a scenario rather well there, but it wouldn't be the same for everybody. But let's get back to, so we've got the vehicles that are expensive and we've got expensive modifications coming into it. Tell us about the initiatives of the Make Me Mobile charity and what are you, what are you trying to achieve with the charity? Let's, let's focus on that charity. What are the key initiatives of the charity and, and how, how can we help? Um, the key initiatives of the charity is... Um, we're we're apparently the only charity in Australia that um, will supply the van fully funded to the client. Um, they the client has um, the the van is essentially their van, and we have an in, invested interest in the van. Um, this is where it gets a bit tricky and a bit heartbreaking. But um, if the if the client no longer needs the van for some reason, uh, it's usually um, a nasty one, which is they've passed away. Mm. Um, we, as a charity, we want to purchase that van back again mm-hmm. um, to on supply that van to someone else who could use it. Um, the vans become very, they come become very hard to buy in, in the public arena. Mm-hmm. Um, they also become very expensive for a second hand vehicle. So we want to um, change that, um, scenario by buying the van back um uh i can't can't say too much at the moment but um the charity is relatively new isn't it peter like that yeah we're talking to you in your initiatives and they're in the initial stages and and the reason why we're doing that from a drive able podcast point of view is that we believe in this charity and unfortunately Ali can't be with us today, but I know that he's behind this as well. Um, he and I both think that this is a big hurdle for a lot of people is the affording of the van that goes with the modifications. It's fantastic that the NDIS will fund the modifications with the appropriate yeah, assessments and, and making sure that all of those tick boxes are met. Let's take into account that those things have been met and there is a need for the modifications to a van and they can be well supported by your, by your driver trained OT. But then there's this big hurdle, uh, especially if you're on a disability pension or yeah. you're, you're in a family situation where you can't work because you or can't work enough to be able to afford these type of things because you're, you're taking care of your loved one. Or your single parent single parent there's yeah there's lots of scenarios which impact on on being able to afford fifty thousand dollars worth of vehicle so 
your your charity is about raising money yep. to be able to afford the cars. Yeah. But then NDIS to do those wheelchair modifications too. That's right. That's right. Uh, the NDIS deal with the client and deal with their uh, need for the van. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we try and stay out of that because it's not our um, industry. Mm-hmm. Um the the freedom motors on the and the um uh auto mobility people um they do the modification and mm-hmm. we we stay out of that too um ndis supply the funding for the modification all all we do is raise uh funding for the vans and um supply the van to the client so it can be modified for them. Yep. And um, the rest is all done by the professionals that are in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. We just want to raise raise the funding for these vans and give them to the people who need them. So where to from here, Peter? What's what's the future, and how can our listeners assist the Make Me Mobile charity? What what do you need from us? Well, um, we've we're also looking at a um, scenario um, where people could um, raise the funding. They could have be more in charge of their own raising the funding for their own van. So we're we're currently looking at that with uh, with our lawyers and seeing seeing how um, that could best work um so a person in mount gambia or something mm-hmm. could um um make me mobile would set up a GoFundMe for that client yeah. and um they could raise um the funding in their local town with mm-hmm. their community behind them um and uh, we would we would drive a national um, campaign to keep um, supplying all the vans, um, and if the person, uh, the client raising funding, say they come up ten thousand dollars short or twenty thousand dollars short of their goal, then Make Me Mobile could could top up the. Um, um coffer from the national um fundraising yeah and um they could reach their goal and have their van so um so as can, far I, can as... i just can i just recap on all of that that's that is absolute gold peter and i i i think that's an amazing way to look at it for the future me personally um so if clients uh, want to you know look at funding for their car yeah the, the make me mobile charity is going to in the future give all the give the toolkit to the clients or give Basically, the yeah. to the family to go out yeah. and raise their their own money find ways to to raise money in their own local community yeah we could we could supply ideas on how they could raise the funding uh, we could um, also give them support um, from. I won't won't say too much now, but um, we're looking at a um, a deal with um, certain people that um, are are everywhere in Australia. Mm-hmm. So we're only a very small charity, and we're only um, based in one town. Mm-hmm. But these people are all around Australia, so we we're trying to um, come up with a deal with them to support. They they be they be our eyes and ears of make me mobile um, in the local areas um, to raise uh, oversee the funding um, and the um, fundraising. So it's done in a professional manner. Um, Peter, and... I, Peter, I hope that you're ready to get really busy 
because (laughs) I feel like this is going to snowball for you because we get this question all the time. Where, where can I, yeah, I can't afford the car. Have you got any hints? Have you got anything to help us afford the car? And I think that this is going to be something that really has, has an impact on people's lives in a positive way for the future. If we can uh, help you get this initiative up and running, um, we will probably ask if it's okay with you to get yep. you back on when all of these little elements are uh, in place and you yeah. can tell people about how they actually how they actually work. But we wanted to give you a Kickstarter uh, yeah. to get the word out there. Um, how can people find you? How can they get involved? What what do you what do you want from our listeners? How can we our listeners be of assistance now? Basically, if you hear of Make Me Mobile and um, manage to get hold of our details, I encourage all the listeners to share our details. And um, uh, mainly our website is... um, Website's the key um, to getting the information out there. Um, Share us on Facebook. Um, we're on Instagram as well. Um, like and like, share and follow our pages. You're learning. You're learning, Peter. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I'm only new at this, but I, you know, I'm getting there. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't wait to see you on TikTok. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I. I think that'll yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, put make me mobile into the search engine. Go to the website yep. and and have a look at the information on the website. I've done that. I've gone to have a look. That's how I got in contact with you, Peter. Yeah. Uh, there's there's lots of Kickstarter things on there, um, but I I suggest to everybody that um, no matter when you hear this podcast, because we know podcasts hang around for years and years and years, uh, make sure you put in the Make Me Mobile um, term into into your Google engine or, or whatever make, it is that you make use. Me mobile.org. Make me mobile.org and yeah. go and go and have a look. Um, see if there's a way that you can get involved, whether it's a donation or if you're a, a family, a client, uh, a participant of the NDIS and you really need a van that you can't afford, uh, go and go and check out the website and get in contact. And um, it's in the early stages at the moment. We understand that. But uh, Peter, it sounds like you've got a lot of initiatives there that are going to make a massive difference to people's lives. And I, I congratulate you for, for taking a, a giant step and, and being as helpful as you possibly can. Yeah, well, um, we're, we're currently raising um, funding for our first, first van to roll off, the, roll off the truck or whatever it is. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're hoping to give that away in... Um, May June next year. Mm-hmm. At uh, we're we're trying to organise a black black tie event, uh, where we'll have one or two of these vans on display for uh, anyone who's interested to come and have a look at uh, up close and personal with the van. Mm-hmm. Um, you can um, see all its buttons and play with it. <laughs> Whatever make you the, want make to do. the ramps go up and down and yeah, yeah. And, and so on so, and so forth. Yep. Uh, like a lot of people, um, a lot, lot of people out there that might want to uh, um, do something to help um, have never seen one of these vans and seen how it's modified. And um, so they, with this event, they can get up close and have a look and see what we're trying to supply our clients. Yeah, fantastic. And what we'll do is we'll put the contacts for uh, for the website in the show notes. So people, uh, wherever you're getting this podcast, make sure you scroll down to the show notes and we'll put a link into the Make Me Mobile charity um, webpage. So you can make sure that you go there. They might be able to find the details about the black tie event and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, we yeah. try and update it regularly. So. Yeah, and if you're yeah. on TikTok, make sure you go and uh, have a look at Peter do a funny dance at some stage, I'm sure, <laughs> in the future. 
Hey, um, Ed, time's flown. It always does. Uh, before we ask you our final question, um, we want to ask you uh, to stick around for that question. But before we do that, we want to acknowledge our sponsors one more time that make this show possible. A shout out to Mobility Engineering and Williams OT. But I've learned a lot about the Make Me Mobile charity through this interview, and I hope that our listeners uh, have learned even more. Um, but before we go, we know that cars are more than just getting from A to B. You've explained that you know, it's about getting to appointments in Melbourne. Uh, you've talked about uh, going on family holidays and things like that. But what's a memory that you have in your car that means something special to you? What's something that you've done that's more than just getting from A to B? So um, we were aware of Lockie's digress in, in his mobility. So we um, the only reason we could afford it was uh, I had a business at the time. We could claim it off the business. We um, purchased a van, uh, the Toyota Hires. We purchased it in Perth. Um, we lived in um, Maribor in Queensland. So we um, flew all the way over there as a family, mm -hmm. uh, the, all four of us. We arrived there at, at 2 o'clock in the morning, stayed in a motel up over the night and went went down the car yard the next day and and picked up the van and drove it drove it back um we drove it um i think it was five thousand kilometers we did in two weeks wow. um <laughs> but we um we had a great time we went down to cape Lewin. we went to we went on a treetop walk Lockie was in a, um, he was using a scooter for mobility at the time. Mm -hmm. And every time Lockie went over one of these bumps on the, on the walkway, it'd go. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> My wife couldn't um, stay on the walkway because <laughs> she was scared of it collapsing. Her. <laughs> um, we, we um, drove all the way across the Nullarbor. We, Get ducking out to the Great Australian Bight to have a look. Took photos of what's um, all standing on the edge of the bight. Yeah. We stopped at Peterborough, and there's a there's a train set up um, as a display on the way into Peterborough. We yep. we um, you could climb in. I could climb in the engine and sit there and look like I was driving it. <laughs> awesome uh, yeah, yeah. i know that train well, i know where that is. is yeah 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 and um you know um we we name actually named the van in um perth we thought what are we going to call it um and the the um the conversation went to swans because uh the swan is the um uh, emblem for perth yep and um uh, I thought of Wayne Swan. He was a premier for Queensland a long time ago, and um, so he got the name Wayne. Oh, jeez! <laughs> and, and he's been Wayne ever since. Ah, very good. Wayne uh, Wayne's been a very good, um, very good van, and um, we've had hardly had any trouble with him. So, except for that time on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but you're uh, upgrading Wayne to to a Kia in the in the near yeah, future. Yeah. But Wayne Wayne um, now becomes our um, market van, so I'm going to be visiting, um, doing markets around the Albury Wodonga area. Mm -hmm. um, so just getting out there in public and getting um, meeting people and telling them what we're all about. Yeah. Um, so Wayne will be involved in that now. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> a huge thank you to you, Peter. Uh, it was it was a wonderful interview. Um, I hope that people listen to this. They want to help out. And the way that they can help out is to uh, get in contact through the, through the webpage, go and like you on Facebook. We'll put links in the show notes down below. So make sure that you go and check it out and uh, share this interview with people that, 
might uh, might benefit from this. So if you've if yeah. you're an OT and you've got a client that wants to get modifications into a car or you're a mobility uh, expert who puts in the modifications into cars and or vans, I should say, and the clients are really struggling with that uh, affording of the van, um, make sure they uh, listen to this and get in contact with the Make Me uh, Mobile charity, but also uh, let's spread this word so we can hopefully get some big sponsors on board for you as well, Peter. So. Thanks There's again. one more one more Wait. thing. Um, so I I currently um, go around all the right all the clubs up here and and um, tell them about the charity. Mm -hmm. But one thing I'm I'm telling people is that um, Australia has a population of uh, twenty six thousand um, uh, twenty six million. million. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So um, if even half half the population gave a donation of ten dollars to make me mobile, yep. we could we could supply two thousand eight hundred and something um, vans to the community um, to clients who who really need them. Uh, that's 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 great. And uh, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to uh, shout it out on here to keep me uh, accountable. Uh, I'll be doing that and making a donation at the end of this podcast, Peter. So uh, that's me much. personally, and uh, I'm putting my uh, name out there to do that. And I'm hoping that some of our listeners will have the same uh, idea uh, to make a donation to the Make Me Mobile charity, makememobile.org. Is that right, Peter? Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, so we, we really appreciate your time. We really hope that this gets massively kickstarted for you, that you can yeah. get a major sponsor on and, and can really uh, go a long way with this. Um, I think that your initiatives for the toolbox, the kit, the, the package about raising funds in your own local community uh, is an amazing initiative as well. And yeah, I really a, look forward to- definitely a step forward in- um in helping uh, these individuals um, take charge of their own, um, take charge of their own lives. Um, and yeah, and we'll, we'll be there for, to support them and help them and, and possibly top up their coffer if they need it. Yeah. Wonderful, mate. Thank you very much for your time. Um, stick around, everybody. Uh, Ali's not with me at the moment, but when I come back, uh, we'll do our top three takeaways of what we've learned through this interview. Peter, thank you very much. And uh, we wish you all the very best with the charity. And, and hopefully we can get you back on uh, soon. And Definitely. you can tell us about how it's grown and uh, what new initiatives are out there or, or how people can benefit as, as you get bigger and, and the charity grows. Thanks yeah. very much for your time. Thanks, Brad. Okay, I'm doing the three takeaways by myself. And here we go. All right, welcome back. In this section, we bring you our expert analysis and our top three takeaways from the interview. Uh, this is where we normally, Ali and I, provide our 30 years of joint experience in the industry, helping people with disabilities to drive and get out in the community in a safe and meaningful way. But this week, it's just me because unfortunately, Ali hasn't been able to, to join us. Um, but the top three takeaways, number one is we wanna recap on those NDIS guidelines. So the NDIS guidelines are all about value for money, making sure that one, the client needs the modifications to a vehicle, that there's no better alternative. So if they live in a city centre and they're really only commuting uh, 5Ks a day and there's lots of taxis available, maybe the NDIS will look at that and say there's better options available. But if, it's, uh, if we're looking to use the car as a family and get out and about and do all kinds of adventures like uh, Peter traveling from Perth to, to Queensland, going on big adventures as a family, then that value for money um, 
is going to be assessed in a different way. And more than likely, the modifications, if you've got a good OT doing those funding applications for you, they should get approved. But to go with that, you need to have a vehicle. And the NDIS has guidelines uh, in regards to vehicle modification. So if you put in Google NDIS vehicle modification guidelines, you can follow all the links on there and you can go and read about the most up-to-date guidelines. At the time of this recording, they're looking for cars that are less than five years of age. If they don't, if they don't meet those criteria of less than five years of age and doesn't have a, a warranty underneath it, then you need to go and have a local assessment of the vehicle. So when we're talking about local government authority, we're talking about RAAs, we're talking about NRMAs, we're talking about uh, RACQ, no, I can't remember what it is in other states, but we're looking at that local um, identity to do an independent assessment of the vehicle. And then NDIS will look at the quality of the car to see if it's value for money for installing it. But just want to highlight again that if we're talking about major modifications to a car, like putting in a lowered floor trench for the wheelchair to go into, putting in tie downs, putting in new seat belts, going through all the rigor of making sure that it's still a roadworthy vehicle, we're talking of $30,000 plus. So it's a major modification to a car. And therefore, they're going to want, be looking for a car that's going to last more than five years, more than eight years and be good value for money. Vans of that age are expensive. So new vans are very expensive to buy. And we talked about the Kia Carnival of being 55,000 or more to be able to buy off the shelf. So if you're on a disability pension, it can be very hard to afford those. If you're a single parent, if you've got other expenses, it can be very hard to afford a car of that money. So it puts people in a really difficult situation. So that's why we got the Make Me Mobile charity on. And they're looking to fill that gap, to give people tools to go out and raise their own money and also raise money to help top up people's fundraising uh, that they're doing for themselves. So that's our second takeaway. The Make Me Mobile charity is about helping participants and their families to raise their own money and raise extra money uh, to be able to afford these cars. So they're designing toolkits and we're gonna get Peter back on to discuss the toolkits that are available to help you start your own GoFundMe page, uh, to, to ideas to, to raise money around the community for vehicles, so on and so forth. So number two takeaway is go and check out the website, go and check out the Make Me Mobile uh, website, go and ask questions about those initiatives as they roll out. Uh, they're very new charity. We understand that they're only five months old. They're in the infancy of raising money and putting these things together, but we wanted to give them a kick start and get this ball rolling because I know as a driver trained OT that I get this question all the time, all the time about how can I afford this car? And a lot of clients, unfortunately, they disappear into the ether. We know that they need these vehicle modifications, but they take the um, they take the uh, opportunity to to not drive because it's too hard to afford a vehicle. So, alternatively, this charity is out there to try and fill that gap. And I congratulate Peter and his family for putting this together. So, um, please go and support it. And that takes us on to point number three. Peter made the point that if only half the population of Australia was to donate $10, two cups of coffee in this day and age, they could raise $13 million and that would afford a bunch of vehicles. It would really make a massive difference to people in the NDIS world that can't afford their own vehicles. Um, I've just done it. I uh, In that break between the interview and doing our top three takeaways, I've gone and make a, made a donation. I've uh, I've gone and done that. So I've kickstarted it for everybody. 
made a donation uh, on behalf of the Drive Able podcast. I'm hoping that if you listen to this, you go and do it too. Make sure you go to the Make Me Mobile charity page. So makememobile.org. You can easily click the links down below to make a donation on that first page. It's really easy to do uh, through credit card or a bank transfer. They give you all the details on there. Um, if you could uh, help support this charity, it's going to make a massive difference to all of our participants in the NDIS world who can't afford the cars for those vehicle modifications that they really need. All right. That's it. Sorry, Ali couldn't be with us today, but as we wind up this episode, we just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Again, Mobility Engineering and Williams OT for helping you bring this interview with Peter today from Make Me Mobile Charity. Williams OT does driver assessments and rehab and offers all the pieces of the puzzle to assist people with disability needs reach their driving and community mobility goals. And Mobility Engineering is a team of passionate and dedicated people focused on bringing Australia's largest range of suitable transport solutions for all walks of life. As Ali and I always say in every episode, the advice provided in this podcast is general in nature. So if you've got any queries about what can work for you and what you can do to get out and about in the community, make sure that you get in contact with your local OT or mobility dealer and set yourself up with a trial because trials really do put yourself put you in the driver's seat and make sure that you go and check out the makememobile.org webpage and if you can if you can afford it please make a donation and make a difference to uh, a lot of people's lives uh, and help them afford those vehicles um, and and hopefully get out and about in the community just like everyone else has the opportunity to all right, that's it for now. See you in the next episode and uh, take care, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Drive Able podcast with Brad Williams and Aliak Barry. If you like what you've heard, make sure you like, rate and subscribe. It really does make a massive difference. If you or anyone you know would like to share a story about driving with a disability or you would like to get in contact, find the show notes, or find the resources mentioned in this episode, you can find us on Facebook. Just search at Drive Able Podcast for more information.